Happy New Year's Eve. Welcome to Living with Liberty. I am your host, Ryan. Today I provide some food for thought on social media and end the year with some comedy provided by Alyssa Milano and Hilaria Baldwin. All next on Living with Liberty. Friends, I want to wrap up 2020, hopefully providing some food for thought as we go into 2021. 2020 has been a long and arduous year, no doubt. One of the takeaways I have from this year is how social media has really become such a destructive force on our society. Everything from the outright election interference we saw this year to the evolution of it becoming just an angrier and angrier echo chamber full of misinformation and outright gaslighting. It takes away our ability to rationally discuss and exchange opposing ideas and thoughts. Keyboard warriors everywhere now feel emboldened to throw out insults and name-call without repercussions. There's no fear of leaving that conversation with less teeth than you walked into with anymore. Something that has started out with good intentions, you know, bringing people together in a public forum or public square type setting, has managed to drive us to extreme ends of the political spectrum, and it really has from a social spectrum uh, as well. We no longer know how to interact with one another in a way that forms close personal bonds. We fret over how many likes we have, how many new followers we've gained, and who got a new car while we're still stuck driving our older model. It causes us to unjustly compare ourselves to one another because all that's posted on social media is the good. It's never the struggle that it took to get there. When is the last time you saw someone post something that wasn't perfect? When is the last time you saw someone post their scorched attempt at a new recipe? Social media has caused many of us to just believe the emotional response to the headline or a post instead of digging deeper to verify if it's true or not. Those who measure their self-worth and shares and likes and followers have grabbed onto this and continue to peddle fake news and emotions stirring fake quotes from celebrities and and elected officials in order to build alliances and gain followers. We have bought into this lie that a social media following uh, and those that have a large following equal some sort of power. The fact is, this um, thinking has made us less and less likely to take any meaningful action. We just continue to sit behind our keyboards and throw out insults and peddle fake news and, and not use what the uh, internet there at our fingertips to double-check any of this. Our elected officials and billionaire class uh, elites love it because while we are busy squabbling amongst ourselves over trivial matters, there's less attention on them to hold them accountable in what they are doing. They keep feeding the beast to keep us at each other constantly. They know that if we the people ever truly woke up from our social media-induced slumber, we'd be a real threat to their power. Dennis Santiago, in his Red State article, after 12 years of using Twitter, too many angry birds and not enough canaries, notes humans have become zombies. Santiago writes how we have all separated ourselves into tribes and that this has changed the political landscape. I would agree. We have gotten to the point where we may agree with each other on the majority of issues But then there's a divergent issue 
Uh, and all of a sudden you're now a sellout and a traitor because you didn't agree with me or you didn't agree with someone. Reasonable discourse is gone even amongst those with whom you mostly agree with. So what do we do? First and foremost, we have to humble ourselves. And really, I mean two things by saying that. The first is be open to another point of view. If someone brings a new source of information that challenges or even debunks your held position uh, to be the, not the whole truth, you know, we need to acknowledge that. We don't need to double down on our position if someone's bringing some new information to us. There's no shame in being wrong, especially if you were going off a piece of information that was the best information available at the time uh, you made the post or you made the statement. New information comes out all the time, and we should acknowledge that and use it to enhance our own knowledge and really acknowledge those that have the new information and thank, thank them for bringing it to our attention. Second, we need to be real with the fact that we won't be social media stars. We're not going to be influencers and be okay with that and accept that as reality. Likes and follows aren't going to impact anyone's life. We're not going to change the world with follows and likes. Building actual relationships and taking real action uh, on, on the streets, calling our representatives, will impact our lives and impact our world. Next, don't be afraid to challenge someone on the sourcing of their comment if it's something they are claiming is fact. In other words, be very skeptical of what you see if there is no source. If I am claiming something is true, I try to cite my source or sources so that they can be verified by anybody looking at my post or listening to my podcast. Social media has blurred the line between opinion and fact. Many take opinion as fact nowadays. I found that those citing sources are way more open to honest dialogue if you are challenging them with an alternative source of your own. That way you can come together and you know share the ideas and discuss the merits of both sources. You know, if you come in just with guns a-blazing with something, some gold badge or blue check posted without them backing it up with fact or source, uh, the discussions just shut down right away and we get nowhere. Next, we have to give up the right to be offended. I honestly find myself being offended at very little these days. When I am, I try to make sure it's big ticket items, like our election being stolen. Lying bureaucrats who think they have power. Wasteful government spending. I mean, we should be looking at this from a high level as opposed to the granular day-to-day someone said something I don't like level, uh, and it offended me. Big deal. I honestly gave up caring about these things long ago. Uh, You know, I don't really care anymore what people, especially people who don't know me, I don't care what they think about me. That, you know, that's on them. We've been conditioned in a Pavlovian manner to be triggered at the slightest of slights towards us by another person, whether it's intentional or not. Giving up our right to be offended will open the door to having open and honest conversations to where the real action can take place. Lastly, make sure you're cultivating the in-person, interpersonal relationships in your life. This is what will help us get better at relating to each other in a real way. 
Now this, you know, goes, I think, outside your family, friends and family circle as well. It can be as simple as people at a restaurant, people in the store, people you encounter in day-to-day life. Social media has been a great tool to meet others and share ideas, and I've I've loved it. I love uh, just the posts I see on Parler and interacting with uh, with everybody out there. I think it's you know that has a place and it's really good. And you find those groups that have that ability to have the open, honest dialogue. You know we you'll get somewhere with that. But you know in the same vein here, uh, social media and that kind of interaction is not a replacement for you know, interpersonal live interaction with others. You know, I know it's been tough in 2020 to do this at times, but it is vital, you know, and, you know, it really was tough, uh, probably the toughest early on in the pandemic. Those in-person relationships and bonds will help us form the basis for the fight we have ahead to preserve our republic. The battles won't be won on the internet in our social media echo chambers. They will be won with real-life action of all of us that have bonded together by this common goal and shared outcome and just the interpersonal relationships that we have built. Now, I'll end the show on a lighter note. Both of these stories are at the same time funny, and you will probably make you roll your eyes at just the sheer stupidity. First, I'll start with Alyssa Milano's latest tweet, disparaging those who like to go without a face diaper. Keep in mind, this is the same Alyssa Milano who felt the need to tell us how masks save lives while posting a picture of her wearing a crocheted mask that had more holes than Swiss cheese. Her latest shot at, uh, in her mask crusade goes like this, and I quote, Anti-maskers are the same people who think they need an AR-15 for protection, and protections in quotes there. Louder for the people in the back, she says. A mask will protect you more than an AR-15 will. Well, tweets like this got to make you wonder if an IQ test or some logic test should be required before getting a social media account. So I'm faced, let's say I'm faced with an attacker. I just flash my mask and they'll go running away, right? That's the logic that's being spread here. Is that how it works, Alyssa? Should I just bring my mask with me while hiking in the woods? And when faced with an angry bear who I came up upon and startled, or maybe your cubs are nearby, I just throw my mask at that bear and it'll scamper away. Right? That that's that's how it works. You said I don't need that AR-15. That a mask will will protect me more than that AR-15 ever will. Now maybe I'll let you try and test that out first. You know I'm going to guess here that Alyssa Milano thinks a chain link fence will stop mosquitoes too. You know, and and she really goes only further to prove the point that, you know, these Follywood types are so out of touch with any sense of reality, and we really shouldn't be taking anything they say seriously. Now let's tie this up with America's newest favorite Bostonian, Hillary Hayward Thomas, a.k.a. Hilaria Baldwin. Apparently, her Spanish accent comes and goes depending on her mood. Right. That's totally believable. Yeah, considering I've never once met anyone bilingual or otherwise whose accent comes and goes based on their mood. Not one. Let's be real here. It comes and goes based on how much advantage you think it will bring you. 
It comes and goes based on who you think is watching you. Her accent is obviously fake, in my opinion. I've seen several of the clips. It's it's honestly not a good Spanish accent. You know, I think since we're fighting under new rules now, uh, to me, this is cultural appropriation. We need to continue to call this out. And I would say this cultural appropriation should make all Spaniards upset. I know this seems to go against my earlier advice of uh, having the right to be offended. Um, But we need to fight stupid with stupid here until they can't take it anymore. Now let's tie this uh, Hilaria piece up with this quote from an old associate, Alexander Ricketts. He said in a statement to the New York Slimes that the whole Hilaria thing is hilarious to me. It was always her desire to be considered Spanish. Hilarious indeed. That's my show for today. I hope you all have a safe and happy new year. If you wouldn't mind, please leave a positive review and subscribe. It helps us move up the charts and helps more people find the truth. I appreciate you spending some time with me today. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd be grateful if you shared it with your friends and family as well as on your social media accounts. Please subscribe to my podcast as well. It helps us move up the charts. I also like feedback and dialogue. Feel free to email me at livingwithliberty at usa.com. Follow me on my social media home at Parlor. My handle is at livingwithliberty. Liberty isn't a given. We must continue to fight and protect it. Working together, we will do exactly that. Until next time. <laughs>